0: Hello, everybody. This is Wes. Uh, This is Otherworld London, episode 32, and we've got some players. Let's start with Mac.
1: Hey, I'm Mac. I'm here, and I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who is in lots of trouble because not spirits this time, but shopping. Hey, guys. I'm Terry
2: Gamble playing Alizé Carew. I'm a shopkeeper. Sometimes, we really haven't been keeping the shop lately. It's been turned into an evil church. Hi, I'm Abrea Iyengar
3: playing Dr. Lisette Powell, uh, Dr. Extraordinaire, very bad at the, you know, non-scientific part of this.
4: I'm Michelle Otis, and I'm playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms, and uh, she's a little befuddled, uh, wondering what's going on with Mabel here.
0: Last time we got together, Lisette went home to find her partner Martin typing on a typewriter from New York City from 20 years in the future. And uh, he was typing so much that he had bloodied his fingers from uh, so many strikes to the keys. He had to be sedated and tied to a bed. We won't go into why there were ropes.
3: It was for sex.
2: (laughs) 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 It was for... Kinky gaslight sex.
0: <laughs> gaslight sex? It's
2: <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. I can explain the ropes. I can explain the ropes.
0: They're for sex.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys decided that the best course of action was to get an outfit that wasn't just black for Ethel to wear to make it a little easier for her to blend in and disappear. Why you guys try to get. These items that you need to be able to get rid of Sir Nuno's. You guys do a little shopping montage, which was nice. Dr. Pal got a hat with a bird on it. And you guys.
3: <laughs> it's a real bird, right? It's a real bird. Get a bird on it.
0: I mean, what kind of shop would this be?
1: Nice. <laughs> it's, it's an ex Yeah,
0: it ceased to be. <laughs> While you were shopping, you noticed that Mabel was standing across the street staring at you. You had a conversation with her that was really bizarre and it became very obvious that she was not the person that she once was. Whatever this person was, it's not her, she just has the same look. So you told her that you would go to her house at some point and do an examination, and she kind of wandered off. The one thing I did kind of skip over before we jump in is that it seems like Dr. Vog has given you guys help after Ethel had said, you know, if if you could help me, that would be nice, but he's decided to give you help in the form of making you a science experiment and watching how you deal with the items that he gives you. So that's fun. And that's where we pick it up. You guys have just watched Mabel absentmindedly walk down the street away from you. And you were about to go speak with Jim, no last name.
2: So do you think it's a trap? Uh, that Mabel Going to her home Should we maybe meet elsewhere? Oh no, I think it's absolutely a trap But
3: As a Man I won't say wise Once told me
2: The best way to tri- Spring a trap is to trigger it Best way to spring a trap is to trigger it True, it doesn't so make To be prepared sense. for something Well, no, just says to be prepared is what I'm hearing But I'm not sure what we'll be up against When we go there
3: can't be any worse than the things we've already seen, correct? You're probably right. True, true.
1: There's a part of me that feels a bit that Mabel got what she deserved. She
3: seemed quite earnest in her asking for redemption and forgiveness.
2: Yeah, she doesn't know what she's asking redemption or forgiveness for. Fair enough. I don't think that whatever we spoke to is actually Mabel. I touched
4: it. It's definitely not. (laughs) And there is no touch of the spirit left about her. I believe it thinks it is Mabel, but it is not. And I I actually somewhat feel sorry for it. Imagine thinking that you're one thing, not knowing that you're actually something else.
2: Who've been there? (laughs) Have you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yes, let's not go into that right now. Let's go see Jim. (laughs) Huh.
0: Okay. So you guys go down to the East End, not far from the squeaky flute. And in a back alleyway, there's a little shop where Jim hangs out. It's not really open to the public. It's something that you have to know the knock, <laughs> you know. So, so uh, Alizé knows the knock, and she, she does it. Right, who's, out, who's out there? Hello, Jim. Alizé. Right. Need a
2: curiosity.
0: Who are the women with you? You seem to have a gang with you.
2: No, we're not a gang, just a gaggle.
0: They're worse than gangs. Gaggle's are terrible. All right, Jim. So,
2: <laughs> it's good to see you as well. Uh, I won't. I won't bother with formalities. Everyone, this is Jim. Jim, this is everyone. Jim, we need something. Uh, maybe come. In, maybe come inside. I'd rather people not see us on the
0: street. If that's all right. Of course not. I mean, you have a woman here dressed in goldenrod. Would be the last thing. <laughs> Sticks out like a sore thumb. Come on in. <laughs>
1: uh, Ethel has just the most sour expression on her face. It looks like she ate about 16 lemons. <laughs> you know how frivolous blondes tend to dress.
0: Yes. Ooh. I do, I do. How can I help you?
2: Right, Jim. So we need a dagger. A particular type, though. Uh, something... Ancient of sorts, and maybe covered in ruins of some sort. Uh, he got anything?
0: Ancient uh, dagger from any particular place? Did we have that information? Yeah, he they it said druidic, like a druid. Okay.
2: So it looks druidic.
0: Nah, that's easy enough. Is it? Well, for the right price, everything's easy enough. See, I have a cousin... Bob, let's call him. He's <laughs> an uncle. And huh. he says What about uh, Bob? Tell me more. Well, uh <laughs> to both of you. <laughs> he says, uh you know, he's he's a good man, but he, he works for me time to time at the uh at the museum. Uh you know, things fall off of trucks or In our cases, things fall off of carriages every once in a while. I can find stuff for you, but it's going to cost you. It's It's not cheap.
2: Right. Well, if you can find it. If you find it, we can discuss price. What do you have, and do you have anything handy now? Or are we waiting, or what kind of time frame are we waiting, if we're waiting?
0: Well... Something like that, you're looking at uh, at least 150 pounds. No, we're not. And then for, for uh, expert delivery, like expedient delivery, you're looking at uh, another five pounds. So 155 pounds should do it.
2: You definitely have something here. I know you're bluffing. Quit your bluff. Show me what you have now. And we can discuss price once I see the item.
0: You're a, you're a, you're a quick one. You you're as good as your dad, definitely. All right, let me let me see what I have. Let's see, E.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Let's see daggers. E for Egypt. D for juridic. Okay, here we go. Here's the box. <laughs> Pulls out the box. Opens it up. There's a few different stone daggers in there. Is this what you're looking for? Pulls out an old dagger. This has got to be at least, I don't know, a few thousand years old? I want to examine it. Yeah. Okay. If you like that, I also have a relic from uh, St. George somewhere around here. Helps protect the soul. I'm sure it does. I don't want to protect a soul. I want to get rid of a soul. You know, they
2: have newer knives. Right. I need something. I, I need something quite old. Let's say he's an old soul, so to speak, that needs it to be set
0: free. All right. So you're taking a look at this um, dagger. I believe you have history. So why don't you give me a history roll? Sure.
3: If you want, I can help. I have a five in history.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have a 60 in history and I just rolled a 10. So I think we're all right.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Nice. Three of his daggers are fake. Right. The fourth one is real. Um, that is what you discern.
2: Right. Oh. And how does it look compared to the other ones? Does it look shittier or better? Or yeah. It kind of looks shittier, believe it
0: or not.
1: That's the cup of a carpenter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to spend a lot, Jim, today. I don't really have that
0: much. And, you know, I don't... You don't mean- have a lot. You're here with... Three other ladies.
2: I know you see me with ladies, but it's not for them, it's for me, you see, and My husband holds all of my money.
3: And she just makes a weird face.
2: <laughs> mm. Right. You're bad at being anyway. Um so yeah, I just need this, this one. It you know what this one will do? It doesn't need to be
0: fancy. Okay, I look, I I knew your dad, and you you're a good person, and I'll I'll help you out definitely. Let's Let's say 120 pounds. I think that's good. I was going to say 50. If you look at the other one,
2: you examine it. This one has a certain sheen. This one does not. This one has a certain type of handle. This one that we're choosing does not. It's very simple. It's very crude. I think you should do it for 50.
0: Oh, I guess I can skip rent.
2: (laughs) You're not Hmm. missing rent, Jim. I know that's a bluff. You've had this place outright for years.
0: All right. Well, it's not every day that four beautiful.
2: It'll be 40 now if you're going to have. It, Jim. <laughs> 25 in a moment if you wait longer.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I tell you what. Meet me at least a little higher so that I can buy my children dinner. How Jim, about. Your children are 16? grown. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's do you what always... makes it. That's what makes it so frustrating. It's the fact that they're them? still at home. <laughs> Are they not working? I keep sending them out the front door, and they keep coming in the back. It's terrible. Oh, Jim! All right, fifty. Fine. You've you've whittled me down to nothing. Forty-five. No, no, fifty. You said fifty. Oh, 45? No, fifty. That's 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 fair. We because can leave, obviously. ladies. We'll be back later, Jim.
2: If we think right, about it. All right,
0: fine. Forty-five. Fine. I'm not going to live with a guilty conscience.
2: I think you'll be just fine. Here you are.
0: So he takes it from. Me. He goes. Oh, what exactly are you going to be doing with a ancient druidic knife?
2: Absolutely nothing. It's for a collection. Thank you so much.
0: You're going to sell it to some guy for five times the price. I know it.
2: It's actually not for resale. It's for a personal friend. Thank you so
0: much. All right. Come by again. Remember, one name Jim gets you whatever you need. (laughs) That's a terrible tagline. Did you see where my shop is? That's fair. Yes. So you guys (laughs) head out. (laughs) one name, Jim. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Alize, you were positively
2: radiant in that moment. Thank you. I've worked a long time uh, procuring items. But my father, uh, now that it's just me running, well, was just me running the shop, uh, had to get braver in my acquisitions. Not sure what's going to happen now, though, that my shop has been overtaken. I'm going to need a new place. Well, actually, I might not have to worry too much with Benny's family. Well, we'll see. If we're successful now, then maybe I won't have to worry too much longer about any of it. Oh, that's right. You're affianced, are you not? Correct. His family, uh, the Duke and Duchess, are lovely.
3: Oh, you're going to be landed gentry, and you're worried about keeping a shop.
2: You never know what can happen between here and there. We've had a rough road getting to the altar. Fair enough. If that's your path, though, more power to you. It might be. We'll see if we are successful at our mission.
0: So you have a dagger that you needed. Where do you guys want to go next?
1: We need a goat uh, to get the, the heart out. And we needed some herbs.
0: And the spell. We need to figure out the spell. Yeah, that's just going to take the research. I figured you guys were going to get the rest of the stuff and then do the research. Yeah, the herbs are probably no problem. They're probably sold at
4: shops or, you know, we could gather them.
0: So you guys get together the easy parts because those things aren't very hard to find. The dagger was definitely the most uh, difficult.
3: Are we all reconvening back at uh,
0: Eugenia's house? That seems to be what you guys have been doing. What, any thoughts? There's just two,
3: there's two goats. Uh, the first time the goat
0: came back, I threw a fit
3: and didn't want it to die. So I had to it goat. It was so cute, I understand. Very cute. So it's like next to my big hat box. Just in the corner with the bow on it. <laughs>
0: I like it. Okay. Um, so you guys have, all of the stuff that you need, and you are back at the house. You hear the general arguing in his study with what sounds like Robert Jr.
4: Oh, dear. Um, ladies, you'll give me a few moments. Yes,
0: of course. It's uh...
4: Yes,
1: of course. Didn't hear a thing.
0: So I go into the study. They're arguing about the money, the will, everything, uh, about him not being in charge of the money anymore.
4: Well, Robert. I've got to inform you about one very important fact. You cannot be the son of two people. So if you are choosing to believe that you are Lord McNevin's son, then have his fortune and be done
0: with it. But you're no longer welcome in our house. Even if I am Lord McNevin's son, I'm also still your son, am I not? Yes. And you're being very judgmental for someone who does not have the right to be. You have no right to speak to your mother in such a way, and I may judge whomever I like, including
4: you. Now, if you have nothing positive to say, you
0: may leave. Fine. Neither of you have heard the end of this, though. Stomps out. In general, kind of looks a little deflated.
4: I know, I know. He's... (sighs) I don't even know what words to use to describe him any longer. He's no longer our son.
0: He starts to kind of go for the door. Are you telling the general about anything that you guys are doing?
4: Yeah, I mean, he knows about all the weird stuff in the world. So, um, you know, it's just we've been kind of absorbed with
0: our... Right. But you, you're keeping him up to date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have dinner because a lot of time has passed. And as you're having dinner, Godfrey comes in and he goes, Madam, the police are here. They're, they're wanting to search the premises for a criminal of some sort. Well, you'd think they'd have the decency to wait until after dinner. They said it was the best time to show up, ma'am, because you're all in one place. I see. Yes. I told them the same thing and they told me straight out that that was why they were here. I mean, I look at the general, you know, kind of like, what do we want to do? General kind of gives you, goes, and kind of stands up and basically the the gist is get her out of here as quick as possible out through the servants' corners. And you hear them out there kind of talking back and forth and uh Ethel, what do you do?
1: I have a feeling at this point, like they may have the back covered because they're being so particular, but she's still dressed in goldenrod and the blonde wig, right. and it's just gonna kind of i think keep her head down and let the ladies introduce her as someone else and try her very best British accent
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a few moments later, the police start to go through, and Wilcox comes into the dining room straight away as they go out. Let me see something. Hello. So, let me see. Who is uh, this young woman you have with you here? He starts walking over towards Ethel.
4: This is my cousin, Evelyn.
0: Evelyn.
1: I'm just kind of nod and just try and act very shy.
0: Um, I see. You're, uh, excuse me for saying so, but you're radiant. You're, you're definitely a, a you... beautiful woman.
3: I'm going to do my best to assist by like trying to get Wilcox's attention. Like, Hey, we're in cahoots, and I need to talk to you just to like make sure he can't maintain eye contact. <laughs> oh, too
0: much. oh, Miss Doctor, uh, Doctor, right? Yes, Doctor correct. Powell. Okay, you? okay, yes. I remembered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to see you here. You know, uh, I'm sorry. I just uh, all the gold kind of uh, jostled me for a moment. Um, can we speak for a moment in the um, other room? Wait, I can't tell if you're talking to me, detective, because no, you am... you
3: haven't broken eye contact with
0: Oh, uh, Evelyn. I'm sorry. Evelyn, is there a thing with ease in your na- in your family, Miss Pinbottom? I just Well, of course. If you were from Lancashire, you'd know so. Oh, okay. All right. Um yes, Miss Dr. Doctor... The... Pal, um, Uh, it's it's hard for me to get that out of my mouth. That's fair. You're doing your best. Um, let's go speak over here about health. And he kind of walks (laughs) out of the room.
3: And I just give the most exasperated
0: look to uh, (laughs) the group as I walk out. (laughs) First, I'm sorry for the last time we were together. You were very upset with me and, and i i know I sent you into this den of of murderesses, but we need to find Ethel. Do you know where she is? She was in my custody, and she just disappeared.
3: You didn't tell me she was an American
0: <laughs> Yes, there it's horrible i know i i I was afraid that if I said she was an American, you wouldn't have helped.
3: I might not have that drawl, oh my.
0: Well, this, from what I can tell, the Southern Americans are, with that draw, sometimes the conversation can last for hours just waiting for it to finish.
3: I was trying to interrogate her, and it took so long to get one sentence out. I couldn't do it. I'm struggling right now. Forgive my lack of <clears throat> composure. And she, like, adjusts, like, the one curl.
0: I understand uh, completely so you haven't seen her since then. She's on the loose, and um, we we need to get her back. No, before she kills again.
3: Oh my! Uh, she kept ranting about finding. At, what word was it? Some sir. sir, Sir Galahad. I don't know. At the docks, I'm. It was very Galahad? weird. She is prone to rambling. Her skin is of a deadly pallor, and. Is she in mourning? I don't understand. She's quite terrifying.
0: I don't know of any knighted dock workers, but... I don't um, either, but who knows? She is American. Maybe she doesn't know... Maybe she's thinking, like, sir, like, it's a man, so... Oh. Okay. I don't... Oh, uh,
3: well, I mean, once again, an American, so... I'm sure whatever relationship with this man she has is deeply inappropriate.
0: Well... Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's not get into that inappropriateness, especially with... And he looks over to the dining room through the door, especially with such a beautiful woman right over there and golden rod. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite color. (laughs) It's like a sunbeam. That's Um, no one's favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, but tonight on the roast of Ethel. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Could you do me a favor?
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you could talk to Miss, uh, Miss Pinbottom and if, see if, uh, maybe there'd be a possibility of if... making a formal introduction. Yes. I, I would like that very much. I, uh, it's been a few years since
2: she is out of his league, man. She's a
3: shy and retiring girl, but quite lovely. I'd be happy to do so, but you have to give me space to work. I'm only now getting in their Good graces.
0: Well, I'll uh, I'll leave you to your work then. She's obviously not, not here. They've hidden her well. I will go down and see if there's a knighted dock worker.
3: Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't be more help.
0: <laughs> well, if you learn anything, uh, just get word to us as soon as possible. I'm worried for that young woman in there. I hope that they don't drag her into this as well. No. She's too young and pure. Yes. <laughs> Okay, please go. Of course. Oh of course. Goodbye. Goodbye. And he <laughs> runs. And he leaves. Uh yeah. So they What's that finally... walks back
3: in with like a horrible rictus of like I think I did it.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. So uh they they file out. Um he missed his role really Good. badly to recognize <laughs> Ethel.
1: Although it's true Sorry. that changing a few like basic elements like that like pe- really confuses people. People have trouble with recognition for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. makes them face blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So the general tells you guys that his ability to keep the police at bay at this point is non-existent. Right. Wilcox has got his brain on on one thing, and that's bringing Ethel in. He's just not going to listen to the general all that much longer on it. So it's late, probably about 10 o'clock. You want to give it a, another try to assert, you know, research this thing?
3: Yeah, might as well. Not giving them any sort of excuse. Wilcox is dullard and quite smitten with our dear... Oh,
1: Oh, i just overjoyed at hearing that. Oh, I said a bunch of very (laughs) terrible things
3: about Americans uh, to the detective. I'm not going to pretend that wasn't fun.
0: It was. (laughs) (laughs) What we're going to say is you guys have time, so I'm going to let, and you're working together... Uh, To work out what this is. Not everything requires the glasses. So you split up the manuscript that was written into sections that people can read without the glasses. We're going to do one roll, which is probably going to be Ethel, because she has the glasses and everything.
1: Dice. Don't be bastards. Five. Wow. Yay! Yeah, I... Rolled five. Yay, the dice. They heard me. They listened for once.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, after several hours of... Oh, let me checkmark that skill, too. Yeah, checkmark that skill. In fact, why don't all of you checkmark it? Because she rolled so well, everybody gets a checkmark in their oh, library use. thank you. You're welcome. Nice. Um, so, you figure out the spell, and basically... It's one of you has to s- recite the spell. The uh, somebody else in the ritual can cut out the the heart of the goat and <laughs> someone else can do the stabbing of Sir Nunos. The thing is though, the goat has to die before you stab Sir Nunos. What? For the spell to spark, you have to cut out the goat's heart first before you stab Sir Nuno's in the heart. And this is just a banishing spell. It gets rid of his avatar on this plane sure. for a long time. Uh, at some point, he'll be able to come back, but probably uh, like a few hundred years later. So this will get rid of him for good. It'll be someone else's problem Please. at that point. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's, now, I was going to volunteer to read, but I suppose i have to do the goat part
2: well everyone's got their talents and you are good at surgery yes 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 i am then that is why you've been drawn to this team congratulations <laughs> <and baby>. oh.
3: <laughs> don't say that in front of my beautiful son and i just pet the other goat
2: you <laughs> um. <laughs> so does look like a little spotted cow with the little spots and everything
0: doesn't he
1: oh so cute
0: Suddenly you hear the sound of someone running their body into the front door over and over again.
1: What is that noise? Oh, my. I have thought. Madam? Yes,
0: Godfrey? Uh, you have another visitor. Oh, all right. Do you know? Is he a ginger? Yes, it's a half-naked Scotsman uh, slamming his body against our front door. Uh, I don't want to call the uh, the... Local, Don't. I, I, I won't. I don't, I don't want to uh, because uh, we have a guest here that they want to talk to. Can I also talk about uh, raising pay? Um, I feel that this job has become much more complicated since uh, we, you guys started the, the seance club. And I, I feel that dealing with half-naked Scotsmen at the door deserves a little bit more.
4: Godfrey, now is not the time, and that is something to which you'll have to speak with the general. We
0: both know that you deal with the the money, ma'am. I mean, I'd go to Robert Junior, but he's out now.
4: <gasps>
0: right? All right, fine. I'll let. Do you want me to let the Scotsman in or not? Oh, Godfrey.
4: Yes, let the Scotsman in.
0: <laughs> do you do you not want me to do that, Doctor?
4: I, uh,
3: did he ask
0: specifically to come in? Like, with words? No, he's using his body as his language as he's slamming into the front door, as you can hear.
3: Yes, and that just didn't give you enough pause to go, maybe I don't let him in. And you want a raise.
0: With this group, I don't know what's normal and what's not normal anymore. That's fair. And I did take a bullet for Madam, So I feel that deserves some kind of pay raise.
3: Okay, well, when the revolution comes, you're the first to make a move. Please give us like a good three to four minutes before you let in the Scots. Okay. Thank you.
0: He walks away.
3: (laughs) And the moment the door shuts, I'm like, that's Martin. He doesn't know i'm here he doesn't know where this is he was able to type to
2: to follow the the typewriter dear yes connected to it probably
3: okay well you're all very calm about this it's probably and i'm convinced he's going to bleed out i also tied him to the bed with surgical rope for surgeries (laughs)
2: how do use rope and surgery i'm fascinated
3: by it. i will tell you more later when you tell me more about your relationship with sony Nose. Hmm.
4: <laughs> uh right out of character do we still have alizé's cage yes in one of the rooms upstairs yes
0: for sex
1: <laughs> oh, general! I can explain. I can explain. It's for sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was ah, t- ride
3: that fucking mustache, girl. Because
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking. Well, I'll say this in character. Um, not to be indelicate but we do still have that cage upstairs.
0: Suddenly it goes quiet. He hits the door and then there's just silence.
3: Oh no. Tell if that's good quiet or a bad quiet. He is just a man, a man with not very much blood.
0: Let's and go more check on him.
4: Hurry. Go check on him. Yes.
3: Okay. Hide the typewriter.
0: And I'm going to run out. Okay. He has, um, Knocked himself out, oh okay, against well. the door, he's laying there, he's got rope burns on his body, surgical and sur- <laughs> yeah <laughs> surgical rope, and you can tell where the i v was ripped out, oh like he's pretty much naked except for underwear, you know, he usually is naked when he sleeps, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he walked through a good chunk of London that way. Oh,
1: but my darling. Can I assist you with getting him inside? Yes, thank you so much, Ethel. All right. Yes, I think if we
4: if we put him in that cage, I know that sounds awful, but at least he'll be protected. I I am
3: more worried about what he will do if he is allowed to type until he dies. He has no regard for any other bodily functions or self-preservation, just to keep writing. So, I mean, a cage is unideal, but any porch in a storm, anything to protect, Maud?
0: As you carry him in, Godfrey... Looks at Eugenia and says, Do you want me to help you get him upstairs? Is that a thing that you want me to do? You are a butler. butler. Y- yes, ma'am. And he starts helping you carry him upstairs.
4: <laughs> what has gotten into Godfrey? Oh, he's always been incompetent. You know that. But for some unknown reason, the general likes him and wants to keep him on. Seems like so much additional
1: attitude lately
4: yes <laughs> lately
1: he is rather cantankerous
0: he is getting older so he helps you carry this guy up and you you put him in the cage what else do you do because you know that he's just going to slam his body against the cage door um, and he won't be able he'll just knock himself out and get concussed again so
1: is there some way to medically keep him out for longer Uh it's not
3: practical for me to keep medicating him. I do constantly, but the more I put him down, the more those agents affect his his brain and his body.
2: Well, we need to pad the cage. It's what it sounds like. Yes, I think if we pad the cage, and
4: perhaps, I don't know, uh, I was thinking put the typewriter so it's just out of his reach. So he won't be, he'll only be reaching and not slamming himself against the side. Won't that make him more
2: frantic?
4: Oh, it might.
2: What was he trying to type? Did we already discern
0: that? It was the manuscript. The thing that you guys researched.
1: I wish there was some way that I could just get a hold of this Vogue and tell him to stop. If this is an experiment.
3: What if you use the typewriter, Ethel? Can maybe it's a two-way communication device.
1: I suppose anything is worth a try. I'm a little reticent to put hands on it, considering the state of this gentleman here, but: You are not Martin.: He's a poet. <laughs> she kind of just shrugs, like <laughs> yes I well. am not, and nor am I a poet. <laughs> obviously. they're They're
3: prone to those sort of
1: fits. Maybe if you wear gloves, maybe if you wear your glasses, maybe a combination of both. Sure. Let's see just how far down crazy town I can go with a uh, magic typewriter.
0: Okay. What do you type? I,
1: <laughs> I just, I imagine she's still going to be proper about her <laughs> writing. It's going to be like a fucking letter. Dr. Vog. it seems that you have a young man possessed using this device are you able to confirm and can you make it stop question mark sincerely yours, Ethel
0: (laughs) (laughs) straight to the point. I love it. The typewriter starts to type dear Ethel. Yes, I, I could bring him out of his manic state. I am away from your location right now obviously but you did request my help
1: there is help and there is hindrance and you have given me a helping of both
0: is my help not needed anymore sincerely dr fog
1: i appreciate the information i do not appreciate the bewitching of this young man
0: dear ethel i assure you that i do not bewitch anyone I shall be there as soon as possible to help your friend sincerely, Dr. Vaughn.
1: I think that she doesn't see the need to respond any more to that because knowing this guy, he's just gonna show up okay, so I'll relate to the 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 group what just happened with the magic typewriter
3: uh, <laughs> in violation of all decorum and like personal boundaries like. Lisette's <laughs> just like right over your shoulder,
1: just like snorting angrily, like <laughs> <What> <laughs> is he going to arrive? <laughs> With the glasses on? Are like, I is she seeing the same thing that I am?
0: No. Uh it looks like she's typing out nonsense and you don't understand why she's messing around.
3: Purple monkey dishwasher. What are you writing? Can you write normal things? Did you get to respond? Did I see the typewriter responding though?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well um, I mean- which Actually, yep. um, the glasses are going to make you have to do a sanity check, Ethel, and you're freaking out, Abria. So, be, I yeah. mean, Doctor Powell's like having a major stress attack.
3: Twenty-four, right yeah, forty-eight.
0: I'm nice. Up. The glasses still give you one point of sand loss, though. Sure.
3: What are you doing? What did you write? What wrote back? Is it going to be okay? Who is Dr. Vog? Will they be here? Do I need to hurt them? What's happening? Is Martin going to be okay?
1: There are a lot of questions that you just volleyed at me, and I will answer what I can. They are coming. What they are, I do not quite understand, and they did say that they
0: could be of assistance. So, a few moments later, time freezes, and Dr. Vog walks in. Everybody has stopped mid-sentence and mid-gesture. He says, So I take it the book I sent you helped?
1: The book? Do you mean the the writing that was coming out of this? I, I do suppose that that is accurate. Uh, it has been immensely helpful. Well,
0: I'm glad it was of some help.
1: I do thank you for providing us with this information. Unfortunately, the way that it was provided to us was cruel, to say the least.
0: It was the will of my master to see how you would deal with the situation.
1: Well, now that you've seen how we deal with the situation, I would like things to be put right and that young man to be restored to his mental capacity.
0: Okay, well, let me see if that's... Completely possible. He might be a little bit different after this. It was, it's a lot of, um, lot of uh, disturbing things going through a human head. Let's check it out. And he walks in, and he starts to examine Martin. Uh, Bria, can you roll for Martin's sanity, please?
3: Uh, yeah. He
0: has a sixty-five. Seventy. <laughs> okay. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Oof. Okay. He takes eight points from this Ooh, encounter. Yikes. Yeah. He takes a lot. All right. So we will get to that in a moment. Dr. Vogg comes out of the cage. He goes, why do they have a cage?
1: Is that really the question you want to ask about right now?
0: <laughs> I guess not. It's just Interesting.
1: We are an interesting bunch, I will tell you
0: that. That is why I study you. Until next time, and suddenly everybody starts moving again and he's gone.
3: Shows up, I'm going to. Tell him very firmly. And he
1: is gone. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? We've been there? Apparently they can stop time, and they seem pretty bent on discussing things with me. You
0: hear Martin (laughs) sobbing in the cage.
1: (laughs) Is he okay? Oh, poor Martin. <laughs> he should be restored. They are concerned that he might be a bit different, but did not elaborate on how. Uh, yeah, I'm going to
0: go into the cage and sit with him. Okay, so we're going to do the same thing we do for, because Martin's a major NPC, we're going to do the same thing we do for you guys if you lost eight, eight points. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is I would like you to roll a 10-sided die for me, please. Just the one? Yep, just the one.
3: I got an 8. Is 8 good? Should I have been aiming for high or low? (laughs)
0: Eight is basically what he's doing, actually, which is a emotional outburst. He's just bawling, crying a lot and uncontrollably just weeping and, and kind of shaking as the realization of what was pumped through his brain against his will comes over him.
3: My sweet boy. And she just holds him and lets him sob. Okay.
0: I think this is a great place for this particular episode to end uh you holding martin in your arms uh as he tries to let go of this great pain that he now has and thank you guys so much so let's see what everybody's doing let's start with terry
2: oh hi i'm terry gamble um i've been alizé carew uh you know i'm gonna have to like stab a guy i guess with a runic knife soon so that's gonna be fun um before that happens, you can check me out on the internet at the Terry Gamble, um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, um, at horror movie survival guide every week, scary movie podcast. I do, um, about scary movies. And you can also find me at pirates of salt Bay, uh, where I play a pirate with a heart of gold, um, old stout halfling. He's a lot of fun. Um, I'm planning a wedding right now as that character. I think we'll see. It's been fun. Um, (laughs) anywho, uh, check me there.
4: Hi, I'm Michelle Otis and I was playing Eugenia and, uh, I don't know why I had to say that. I don't know. Anyway, um, (laughs) you can find me on the socials at Mishulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also see me streaming, uh, a, a masks game um, return to the spider verse with the beautiful Abria and uh, yes and <laughs> she's blushing um, 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings on it's probably okay's twitch channel you can find my music to accompany all of your gaming needs um, through playmail games on drive-through RPG and that's it
1: Hey, I am Mac Beauvais. You can find me on the interwebs as at strange like that. That's the Instagrams, the Facebooks and the Twitters. You can also find me over at Happy Jacks uh, every Monday at seven o'clock p.m. PST because I am playing either Things from the Flood or the brand new Great American Witch game. So uh, check me out over there. Hi, I'm Abrea
3: Iyengar. You can catch me on social media at Quiddie, Q-U-I-D-D-I-E. In addition to the games that were mentioned earlier, uh, you can catch me on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Pacific Standard Time over at Scabby Rooster playing Endymion's Gate, which is a sci-fi setting for the Hillfolk system that's super good and fun. And... uh, on Mondays, you can normally catch me on COLOC 1991, even though we are on a hiatus right now. We are still releasing game content, and you should go and check out all the VODs and get caught up. Awesome,
0: thank you. Um, my name is Wes Otis. I uh, have all of these sound effects and, like Michelle said, uh, music at Drive RPG or BattleBards. You can also check out the podcast at 12 Sided Stories on Twitter. That's the number 12 Sided Stories. If you want to help us out, you can always give us a shout out, give us a review on your favorite podcast platform, or you can also check us out on Patreon where you get exclusive content and early access to episodes. So any one of those things are great. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it and we'll talk with you real soon. Bye.